1: Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Life in 22 Minutes. A little bit different today. I don't have my sidekick, my co-partner, my better half. My handsome husband, Scott, is out of town. So I'm doing this solo, and I'm so excited to introduce you to our special guest, Nicole Cunningham. You're going to love her, and you're going to love her Australian accent. But let me tell you a little bit about her. Nicole is the CEO of Identiology. Did I say that right? Yeah, that's right. And she specializes in relationship dynamics and is a master executive coach with 15 years of coaching and consulting experience. Nicole has dedicated her career to assisting companies, individuals, and families in Australia, Malaysia, UK, Singapore, and America. She looks at the psychology, functionality, and the behavior of people in a holistic way. Nicole is a people whisperer. She has an incomparable understanding of all aspects of human behavior. So welcome, Nicole, and let's dive into your story. Yeah. So I really started actually as a homeopath
0: back in the days. So my, my background was actually in natural medicine. And what I loved was the people science that came from that because I realized that behind every physical manifestation of illness, there was an emotional cause. And so when you start linking that back and you start seeing patterns, that's where this ideology, the people science came from. So I would see 7,000 families per year. Wow. And that's a lot of data, right? Yeah, I'd say. And I remember the, the case files, it was not really the stories or the ailments they came with, but it was the notes I made afterwards and, and those little pieces that you'd pick up. And I do believe in intuition, like this knowingness, yeah. right? And so I would sit with people and then once they'd leave, I just kind of start my case notes. And before I knew it, I'd have like seven and eight, nine pages. Wow. And so I really believe this was kind of given to me on, on, on a platter, really. Um and so this people science helps us to understand what people value, what they're driven by, how to motivate them, mm-hmm. but most importantly, how they can be more balanced. And we all want to be more balanced. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so I often talk to people and say, look, it's, it's like going on safari in Africa where there's giraffes and there's zebras and there's hippos and there's elephants because there's actually 12 types of people in the world. And when I met my business partner in India last year, and it, that was a really amazing synchronistic thing of meeting her in an elevator in Delhi, she was super resistant to this idea that there's only 12 different types of people in the world. And she's like, you know what? I have been in psychology for 14 years myself there is no way you can simplify people down to that. We're far more complex. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, well, let's just go for a cab ride. So we got into one of the, you know, crazy screaming cabs in (laughs) India. And I said, let me tell you about you. And I absolutely pinned her down to all of her behaviors, her greatest fears, what it is that she'd like to do with her time, just crazy little quirky things. And she said to me, we, we literally spoke in the elevator for about You know, five minutes. So we then had 40 minutes in the lobby, and you just summed me up. Now, I've since trained her in this people science methodology, and we'll text each other on the weekends, and she'll say, You've just completely destroyed films for me, books (laughs) forever, because I'm constantly analysing. (laughs) I just say, What what is everybody? But there is a real people science. And when we understand how those dynamics work in spouse relationships, uh, in the workplace, even just between parent and child, we have more compassion. We have more kindness. We can show up for people differently. And I think that's really the
1: passion behind what we do the business partner that you're talking about, she was on our show, um, episode 18. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And Kim, Kim Giles. So yeah. if you want to go back and listen to her episode and I love the story of, uh, you know, she, she says, I, I went to India. I think she went there to speak at some women's event. Yeah. And, and I was she, too. And, yeah. and then she had three people in the audience in the morning and I was one of them. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I love how the the higher power works in putting people on your path that you need to meet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And
0: I, and that's what we find in what we do is that people come and find us when they're ready to actually look at themselves. Personal development is such a big it's a big industry, right? And and there's lots of different ideals and there's lots of different perspectives, but people find us and something clicks, right? And it's because mm-hmm. they actually see themselves. It's like putting a mirror up. Yeah. Right? And I think all of us on some level have big questions. What am I here for? What's my purpose? Mm-hmm. What am I good at? Who am I meant to be working with? Who should I be serving? Who is this the right relationship for me? Things like that. Mm-hmm. And this people science brings it all together so that you understand yourself. And I think that if we understand ourselves, we can actually then be better in the world, right? Yeah. And be able
1: to... Um, accept and understand our quirkiness yeah and and find peace in that right 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 yeah and embrace your uniqueness instead of trying always comparing or trying to be like everyone else yeah you meet kim in india what brought you from australia to america okay so it actually started january last year and my
0: youngest daughter, I'm a single mum. I have two girls. I have an eight-year-old, Deba. Uh, she's eight going on 18 and she's uh, spectacularly entertaining. Uh, big heart. Uh, she's larger than life. And then my six-year-old has severe autism. And in January last year, I remember being on my knees saying, Lord, you have a plan for this child. And now would be the time to let me know wow.
1: <laughs> because
0: I'm really running out of answers here. I'd exhausted everything in Australia. Everybody just said she's the worst that she's ever that they've ever seen. And I'm like, well, that's not helpful to me, mm-hmm. right? I can understand your frustration. Trust me, I live with it, yeah. right? I, I know what it's about. And so I remember saying, right, God, you've got to have a plan here for this child because I can only love her but what we're doing is gaining no progress. And within two days, I received an invitation to go and live and work out of Bali. And through that being in Bali for six weeks with my kids, I got an invitation to speak in Delhi Mm. to then meet Kim. And then I waited six weeks when I got back to Australia, packed everything up and moved to Utah. But it was synchronistic because four years ago, before that, I had been here in Utah up in Midway, wanting to move over here. So I've always, I, I often joke about it now and say, God's been trying to get me here for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I just wasn't ready to take the faith leap, I think. I mean, it's a scary thing, right? So what are you doing here? Well, I'm getting my daughter well, and, and I'm really excited about that. So we're doing mm-hmm. some um, incredible therapy over here. And we're also helping people in their marriages. We're helping people in their business to understand their employees. We we do a lot with recruitment as well. We help people, you know, choose the right person that's going to fit that ecosystem. But more than anything, we're just trying to teach people how to love unconditionally. And you can do that if you understand your spouse differently. So it's a people science that when you learn about you, you can change how you show up because we all get to choose how we feel, right? Right. So if I was in a car accident on the way over here today, I would have be faced with a 50-50 choice, either feeling lost and feeling taken from, or I could trust the journey. Right. And so within that moment, I get to choose how I feel and that determines how I show up. Now, if I know that loss is a big deal for me, that's going to be my default. So I need to work just a little bit harder to actually do that course correction and that reset for myself. So I don't get into bad behavior and it ruins the rest of my day. Does that make sense? Yes. And we work a lot with high risk teens here, as you know. Yes. And the biggest piece for that is that if they don't understand their behavior and where it comes from, they can't correct it. And so they've just got all this emotion and they've got all of this stuff they're trying to process. But if they don't understand or have a context, it gets gets really challenging and they get stuck. So what we teach them is to upskill because we can't do better until we know better. Right. So if you know that you're an affectionate, which is one of the psychological inclinations, you're going to, in your bad behavior, your worst behavior, when you're unbalanced and life is not working the way you want it. You're going to become emotional and dramatic and you're going to have high highs and low lows. And you're going to feel crazy. A lot Mm -hmm. of the teenage girls come in and the affectionate psychological inclination, that's kind of their performance identity. And they come in and say, I feel like I'm crazy. And when you show it to them and you say, no, you're just having disproportionate, exaggerated responses because you're really sensitive to loss and fear of being alone. They have a context and a framework, right? And, and we, we're we really passionate that knowledge is power, right? Right. Because if, if we can't have that kind of framework, we just flounder and we get stuck.
1: Yeah. You and Kim, you also write a weekly column for the KSL. We do. Oh.
0: We do. And that's been super fun. Having been Christian all my life, but not familiar with the LDS um, kind of context here, I've had a steep learning curve. <laughs> <laughs> and... It, it's been fun because I've had the opportunity to really learn about those fundamental values that I think are articulated a little bit differently. So we write the articles together, but then she always puts the LDS filter through <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so that it's it's relevant and, and the language is correct. <laughs> um, but we do a lot around these relationship dynamics and with identiology specifically, how do we fix the people problems at work? Because if I've got stuff going on at home, Mm -hmm. It can't help but to come into my work life. right? You know, Kim and I, we're well-trained. We've got a lot of experience in coaching. We still show up often on a Wednesday or Thursday morning with family stuff, right? It affects our assistant and people Mm -hmm. around us. And so I think this part of the people science, we're trying to get people to manage their home life better so they can actually do better at work. And that's where the KSL articles have been really fun because- people have access to just a different way of thinking about things because it's all about perspective, right? Right. Change of
1: perspective and it changes everything. Situation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But if you have had a smudgy lens your whole life Mm -hmm. and then you sit down with us and you realize that smudgy lens is actually about loss or it's about control, or maybe you just feel like you've lost your mission. Right. And in, in your purpose in life, that's always going to be the lens that you see the rest of your life with. So you might have a new relationship, you might have travel opportunities, a new job, great things will come into your life and you'll still see it through this smudgy lens. Mm. So if I know my lens, because I know myself so accurately, I can pick myself up on all those stories that I tell myself right? Cause we all have those stories. Right. We, yep. we're not proud of them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One of mine has been, I'm always alone. I'm always alone. And Kim is so good at keeping me accountable going, mm-hmm. you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Okay. It may feel like it cause you moved across the world, but I'm right here mm-hmm. and you've got lovely friends and you've got, you know, people who will really love you. And I don't mean to get into that story, right. but that's where the smudge has been on my lens. And that's part of me being a producer, psychological inclination, is that I like my independence. I like being in charge. I struggle to receive,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? So that gives me a context as to why this has been part of my story.
1: So while I am sitting across the table in our luxurious studio here, <laughs> on the dining room table, <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, she's analyzing me. She's figured out. She knows immediately where I am on the twelve. Yeah. What did you call it? The 12, 12 psychological, psychological inclinations. Psychological, yes. I've
0: actually got a few questions I want okay. to ask you. Yes. And they yes. they sound totally random and weird. I would but love if it. if I was to take you to a gas station and buy you a treat, would you choose ice cream? Would you choose chocolate and candy? Or would you choose something salty like chips and a pretzel? Chips. Yep, you go for chips salty. Chips or
1: something... Sour, a sour candy, not the chocolates.
0: You don't go for and the not, sweets. And not
1: soda, but I do love sour candies, and I love the salty chips.
0: Okay, so you like the really strong yes, flavors. Yes. Okay. And are you a person who has more energy in the morning or the evening? I'm more of a night person. Yep. Do you like mm-hmm. slow starts and yes, you know <laughs> pajama days and mm-hmm. things like that. Yep. And. Are you a person who, if you hadn't have done as much personal development, and I know you've done a lot, would you have held on to grudges I
1: or even th- found yourself think... living in the past? No,
0: no, no. Any I've nostalgic tendency
1: to, to let go and not hold grudges. Okay. I think I've learned early on that that served no purpose. Yeah. Okay. And do you have
0: strong opinions on things as well? You like things yes. done a certain way. Yes. Yep. And if I was to buy you a holiday, would you go to the mountains or go to the seaside? Seaside. Okay.
1: So you're a. I can say that because my husband's not here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I (laughs) love. I love the mountains, but seaside.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you're actually a survivor, Hmm. right? So survivors are the most emotionally resilient of all the twelve. Their capacity to bounce back in life is is second to none, the reason we called it survivor is we had to give it a name mm-hmm. is often because they 've been through a lot of trials they 've been through a lot of adversity they've had to dig deep and while other people had if they had had those same experiences, they would not have jumped back up or had the strength mm-hmm. to follow through you 've got the drive you've got the tenacity and you can hold on right? Mm -hmm. And that's one of the beautiful things. Mm -hmm. What's interesting is survivors also have strong ideas about how things should go. Mm -hmm. So you're a wonderful systems person. You implement systems for people to follow. You can see all the moving parts Mm -hmm. and you can see you nodding over Mm -hmm. there going, yeah, I can relate (laughs) to this. You're very methodical. Everything has a place, right? And often survivors, you know, four years ago on the 10th of July, such and such happened. Incredible memories. But it's because everything has a structure and an order in your life, right? And in your mind. Now, what gets difficult is if you don't have control over those moving parts, it can cause a lot of anticipation, right? You can get restless. You can start feeling a little less safe in the world. Mm -hmm. And that's often where we see that fear response come in where you can become a little bit controlling, a little bit dogmatic about things. You'll have a conversation, but at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, you've got an agenda about what you want Mm -hmm. out of it, right? So it's Mm -hmm. quite strong-willed, but it it serves everybody because you see all the moving parts. It's not that you get caught on one little piece of it. You can see the big picture. Mm -hmm. You've also got incredible patience. And I don't know if you've ever heard this before or been told this, but often a lot of survivors are very good teachers, So they have the incredible patience to sit down and empower somebody else with knowledge and they really enjoy it.
1: That was pretty darn good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They
0: also like slow starts. They Mm -hmm. love the seaside. They love Mm -hmm. salty foods. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And they also love everybody being together. They're often the the matriarch or the mother hen of the family. Mm -hmm. And if there's one person that's out of the loop, they'll, they'll just feel a little bit empty. Yep. right? So they they need everybody together. So they'll spend a lot of time building and maintaining relationships. And they'll often be the one who does the big organization, everybody Mm -hmm. gets together. And and I know that about you, you do a really great job of that. (laughs) But yeah, they do beautifully as that big nurturing element, but they do want everybody there. They can feel quite a sense of loss if somebody's missing.
1: Do you have an online program where somebody can go in and plug in the answers to those questions. We actually don't. And and
0: the reason, this is something Kim's really struggled with because for eight months that we've been working together, because this was all in my brain before I met her. Her Mm -hmm. genius has been getting it on paper. And we've literally tried for eight months to get an assessment. Because it's got a real nuance, it's got a science to it, it's Mm -hmm. not something that can actually be duplicated and replicated. So we've trained her up so both of us now do evaluations. Mm -hmm. So people can come and have evaluations with us and we can talk through the dynamics and the strengths and what they're driven by and all the little quirky little pieces. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's actually done in person or or via Skype um, or Skype. Yeah. Things like that to actually get an evaluation.
1: Right. So you don't have to live in Utah to be able to. No, you don't. (laughs) No, we do a lot of zoom stuff and and Mm -hmm.
0: particularly, um, outside of Australia, uh, sorry, outside of America and all our Australian clients, uh, zoom's just a godsend.
1: I'm going to ask you a question that kind of turns this in a different direction. Sure. Where did you grow up and what was your life like? Yeah, so I was born in Australia to two Australian
0: parents, and then I moved to Africa when I was ten. And then after three years, I moved to Germany and went to an American military school, which is where I fell in love with America Mm -hmm. and American culture and the spirituality here and the patriotism. And because Australia is nothing like that. Mm -hmm. And then I went back to Australia and finished all my college education. Um, and then I found myself living here in Utah. So i I'd, I'd been around a lot. I'd done a lot a of lot people of watching. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of different cultural influences. I'd, I'd done a lot of mission projects as well in third world countries. And I started a charity when I was 24 in India. And so I've oh. seen a lot, mm-hmm. but my mum was really passionate about anthropology and she was a people watcher. And, mm-hmm. and I remember as a child, she was, wonderful at explaining other people's behavior and so I I actually credit Mm. a lot of this intuitive innate skill or or even interest to what she was like so she lost her mum when she was 19 and so she experienced a lot of loss she's also a survivor um and her emotional resilience and her capacity to build people around her to create that family infrastructure meant we had a lot of variety in our life And we had a lot of people with mental illness from that family line. And that brings in another element, right, of of the whole piece of of what actually creates that, right? Is that something that people have control over? Is that something that people are taken over by? And these were the questions that were in my mind through high school. And I spent a lot of time looking at the friendships with an analytical eye. I wasn't very good at making friends. And that was interesting to me because I was very social and warm, mm-hmm. but it was because I had such issues around trust because we moved all the time. You know, so you kind of piece this yeah. together. Hindsight's a wonderful thing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> In the time you don't really have a context, but now, all these years later, I can actually see all these different pieces, and I really believe that God has a purpose and a plan, and just gives us these little drip, drip, drip. Yeah. You know, feeds us throughout our whole life. And I remember saying to Kim when I got here. This is where all this work has come to. It's come to a place where I was meant to meet you. You were going to help me get it on paper and and we're were going to take it to the world. And we have. We've done hundreds and hundreds of assessments since I got here. We've been able to sit with people in their complexity within a boardroom or within a marriage and we had a woman just last week say to us, we've been to five marriage therapists and in 10 minutes you pinned exactly the same argument that we've been having for 22 years. That's and that's wonderful. the people yeah. science, right? Mm-hmm. That's understanding the dynamics that are at play. So it's, it's, a, it's a deep level of analysis, but it's not done with the intention that people would be boxed or labelled because that's detrimental. No less detrimental than being slapped with a diagnosis such as depression or mental illness. Right. It's not about boxing
1: people. It's about giving people the tools to get out of their own way. What are some lasting tips or message that you would like to leave with our audience? I've got a big passion
0: around prevention being better than cure. And I think that's that natural medicine where it all started for me, you know, back when I was 18 at college. And, and I think that that relates to life. If there's something in your life that isn't working, get on it, be proactive right? Whether it's a health complaint or whether it's something in your marriage, whether it's the bubbling festering argument between two sons, Mm. don't wait for it to happen. Because I believe that everything has a purpose and a meaning and God would have us learn. But I think that we create our own suffering because we're not proactive enough. Mm -hmm. And you must hear all the time from your amazing guests that, that life is short. Yeah. And I think we cost ourselves more time and more suffering than we mean, mean to. I think that God's grace is there all the time and that things talk at us if we're willing to listen. Mm-hmm. And so if you've got a sticking point or you've got something that is got getting your attention, take action. Love that. Yeah.
1: You heard it here on Life in 22 Minutes with Nicole Cunningham. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to Life in 22 Minutes. If you liked what you heard, tell your friends about us and please subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a review. Your review will help us to broaden our audience. Until next time, don't wait for things to be perfect. Get out there and live life with courage, humor, and a whole lot of love.